Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Kroner. I'm an assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant with overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, friends. How are you all doing today? I am doing really well. September is my favorite time of year, which is the time I'm recording this. And I love early fall. I love it so much. So I love the sunshine. It gets all ambery and I love the shadows. They kind of have this purple tone to them and it begins to cool off outside. It's like my favorite before the leaves turn. Just a really lovely, nice time of year, especially here in Colorado. It's particularly beautiful. So today I'm going to be talking about our motivation for growth and we're going to be covering two different motivations that I personally have experienced and perhaps you have too. And I'm going to share why I believe one of these ways, one of these motivations is better than the other. So the first motivation we're going to look at for growth is what I like to call the black dot motivation. (laughs) So a black dot, you know, it's like the focus. It's like an obsession. It's like the thing that we look at that if we were to change it about ourselves, if we were to change it about our lives, everything would be better, we tell ourselves, right? It's that one black dot in the middle of the page when everything else around it is beautiful and serene and white, but we can't take our eyes off of that one thing, that one thing right there in the middle that seems to affect everything else. And we tell ourselves that there's something wrong with us and that if we fix it, life will be better, right? Now, I just want us to think about this motivation for just a second because for me, this causes a lot of anxiety. The idea that I need to fix something about myself and that that's the key to my happiness, that's the key to my success in life is kind of anxiety provoking, It also creates desperation in me to fix myself. I don't know about you guys, but definitely creates desperation in me. And this way of thinking always leads to me trying to action my way out of experiencing uncomfortable emotion, right? So instead of like looking at life as a journey (laughs) and realizing that there's always potential for growth. I am so fixated on this one thing. I have to fix this one thing about myself and then life will be better. And and what I'm really trying to do, what I'm really saying when I do that is I don't want to experience this emotion that comes from this thing about myself that I don't like about myself. So I'm just going to try and change this thing I don't like about myself instead of taking the time to process through the emotion, deal with the emotion. And then from there, once we clean that up, then looking at what do I actually want to change and why do I want to change it and do I like my reason and actually changing that thing on purpose, right? So I'll give the example of losing weight for the, for the sake of this argument, for the sake of an example here. <laughs> so maybe you're thinking that if, if I, so I'll just use myself because I do want to lose a little bit of weight. I still have a little baby weight I'm holding on to after giving birth to my son a few months back. So... Uh, If I believe that life will be better on the other side of losing weight, you better bet that I'm going to be desperate to fix that piece of myself, right? Because, Because life isn't good enough here 
And I don't want to be in this discomfort of having this extra weight. And I don't want to be in this discomfort of, of having to deal with the emotion that the, the weight brings up and all the thoughts that, that it brings up, right? So I try to fix myself out of desperation. I try to lose the weight. And I'm not thinking about the long-term play here. I'm thinking about a quick fix, right? That desperation, that desperate piece is like, oh my gosh, what is the quickest way that I can lose weight so that I can get out of this discomfort so I don't have to feel the feelings or think the thoughts that are causing me to feel the feelings so I can feel better about myself, right? Instead of actually changing the relationship with food, we tend to take action from a place of anxiety. And when we take action from that place, it just never feels good. It never feels empowering. It always feels like we're trying to fix something about ourselves, But I want to propose, like, what if you don't need fixed? What if there is another way to frame out growth that will actually serve us better than trying to fix something about ourselves? So I'm going to introduce this concept today that my coach introduced to me during coach training and has absolutely revolutionized my life. And it really has helped me to level up my thought processes around growth and about why we choose to grow. And that concept is the 50-50 of life. So the 50-50 of life is that life is always going to be 50% awesome and 50% crap. Or that we are going to we are going to feel 50% positive emotion and 50% negative emotion or challenging emotion. Right? So we can either choose to embrace the 50-50 of life, or we can choose to resist this. So thinking that life should be more than 50% awesome will only lead to fixing. We want to fix everything. We want to fix our weight. We want to fix our executive. We want to fix our partner. We want to fix the job. We want to fix this, that, or the other. We want to fix a friendship. We want to fix our friend. We want to fix our kids. We want to fix everything so that life can be more than 50% 50 awesome. But here's the deal. Fixing things won't actually lead to life being 50, 50, more than 50% awesome. It just won't. Thinking that life should be more than 50% awesome will also lead to entitlement. We feel like we're owed something or things should be different. We feel like our executives should give us more accolades. We feel like our executives should give us an added girl every now and then. When in fact, the only thing we're owed by our job is a paycheck. Thinking that life should be more than 50% awesome will also lead to kind of a victimhood pity party mentality. Like an oh poor me thing, right? And all of these things compound our suffering. Thinking that life should be different than what it is, thinking that life should be more than 50% awesome and less less than 50% um, challenging always leads to compounding suffering when you think about it. Because we're always thinking that things should be different than what they are. Accepting that life will be 50-50 leads us to allowing ourselves to be 100% human. Because to be 100% human means that we can experience 100% of all the emotions. It doesn't mean avoiding half of the emotions because they're less desirable. It actually means embracing those emotions. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that we should wallow in emotion. That's not what I'm talking about here. But I think we have such an avoidance of experiencing anything negative that we tend to 
do our best to try and work and weasel our way out of the 50-50. And that only compounds our suffering because we think things should be different. Um, so what does the 50-50 have to do with growth? Well, my friends, I love this question so much because if we are if we know, if the basis, the premise for this episode and this premise for this concept is that if we know we are always going to feel 50% awesome and 50% crappy, then there's nothing to fix. Literally, there is no point to fixing ourselves. If we're going to feel 50% awesome before we fix ourselves, then we're going to feel 50% awesome after we fix ourselves. If we're going to feel 50% crappy before we fix ourselves, we're also going to feel 50% crappy after we fix ourselves. So what's the point? There is no point from the, from the framework of fixing ourselves. <laughs> the premise of there being something wrong about you and you needing to fix it so life will be better is a lie. It's not solving anything emotionally for us. Life is always going to be 50-50 regardless. Now, I've had conversations with friends and colleagues, and they're like, but my life is more than 50% awesome. My life is 75-25. I'm like, great. And chances are you've gone through some hard stuff too. Chances are that at a certain point in life, life was 25% awesome and 75% hard, right? Like, that's just kind of the balance of life. But if we can actually accept when life is hard and accept those harder things, we will move past them and through them so much faster and with much more grace because we're in total acceptance of all the emotion. We're in total acceptance of the circumstance. We're in total acceptance of the thoughts and the feelings that are creating those emotions in us. So living with a reality of the 50-50 also means that there is no arrival point. There's no level of growth that's going to get us out of the 50-50 of life. In other words, there is no there, I'm using air quotes with that, there is no there there. There isn't. There is no arrival point. There is always going to be another, another level of growth to achieve and another goal to go after. So then you might be asking, so why bother growing? <laughs> right? We just need a different motivation, guys. So for myself, I decided to be motivated by meeting the next version of myself. So you guys, as I say that, I can just feel the excitement rise. I can feel the anticipation um, of what that feels like to actually look forward to meeting the next version of myself. So as I just mentioned, the feelings this brings up are excitement and anticipation, which is way better than being motivated by anxiety and desperation to try to fix something about myself, right? Like, I'm curious. I get so curious about what the next version of myself will look like. Like, I've got goals. Um, I set a couple goals this year, and one is to create and stick to an exercise routine, and the other is to hit a specific revenue goal with Whole Assistant. So I get really curious about what the version of myself that has an exercise routine will look like. I get really curious about the version of myself that hits the revenue goal. What will she look like? How will she operate? How will she show up for herself? How will she show up for her day? It's just so much more fun. It makes growth about potential and what I'm capable of, right? Which is so much better than like trying to fix myself. (laughs) 
So I also like this way of thinking because I can actually step into my future self. I'd love to actually daydream about what that version of myself who's who's achieved this goal is going to look like. How is she going to feel? How is she going to think? How is that different than how I'm showing up now? Right? And um, and so I'll, I'll actually ask my future self who's already figured these things out what she would do sometimes. I'll be like, okay, future Annie. What will you, what, like, what should I do now? Like, I don't want to go for my walk today, which is on my plan for today. I don't want to go for my walk. So what would the future version of myself who's figured out this workout routine business do? Well, she would probably go on the walk, right? So we can actually live from our future self now, which is just so much fun. It's so much fun to create a plan of action with the intention of meeting our future self. So your reason for growth doesn't have to be the same as mine. My only requirement or rather wish for you is that you truly like your reason for growth. Do you really want to change something about yourself because you think life is going to be better or easier or grander on the other side? Now, I'm not going to say that like not, I, I do think that there is, there are benefits to getting to the other side of things to really like honing in on what it is you've accomplished and being proud of those things. My question for you is, do you want to do that from a place of desperation? Do you want to do that from a place of trying to fix something in yourself? Or do you want something better than that? Is that reason no longer serving you? Right? So I'll just take it back to the whole losing weight example. And I'm not saying that you should want to lose weight or anything like that. That's not what this is about. It's just a, it's just a really clear-cut example for me to give of a goal. If I were going to lose weight with this new paradigm of meeting the future version of myself who's lost the weight, I'd be like, I wonder what the, my relationship with food will be like whenever I have accomplished this goal. What will that be like? So we get really curious about our relationship with food and with our relationship with ourselves too. Will I loathe myself when I no longer really, when I've got the weight thing figured out? Will I still allow myself to like eat the things that I like to eat and figure out the moderation piece and not deprive myself of things? Like what, what does that future version of myself look like? The version of myself who's figured out the weight thing, what does she look like? Right? And then living from that place, getting really curious about that, because that is how long-term success is had. That's how we create long-term success for ourselves. It's not a game of whack-a-mole of always trying to fix ourselves, because there will be plenty of things to fix our entire life if we look at it that way. But if we can actually step into a place where we're really curious with ourselves, and we're curious what we're capable of, and we want to go for those things because we want to know what the next version of ourselves looks like, like how fun is that? Sign me up all day, every day, right? So if you want help discovering the next version of yourself, you really want to level up. You want to know what it looks like to add value at the highest level at your office. You want to know what like a true self-care plan looks for, like for yourself. You want to meet the version of yourself that you truly want to be and you want to set aside the fixing piece and you want to actually unravel that a little bit. Schedule a discovery call with me. 
it's free. And most assistants, whether or not we decide to work together, find these calls super clarifying and helpful. I really only have a couple of coaching spots left. So if you're interested, please, one-on-one coaching spots, that is. So if you're interested, please go ahead and email me at annie at holeassistant.com to schedule your complimentary discovery call. I'd be happy to walk you through the process of figuring out exactly what's going on for you and help create a plan of action to know exactly the steps to take. I am really excited about our membership as well. We're going to be tackling money and our beliefs around money, as well as the strategies around annual reviews and asking for a raise and all of that in October. So please check out that as well. You guys, it has been lovely chatting with you today. I love this idea of thinking about the future version of myself and what does she look like and how can I meet her? And so I hope this has been helpful. You can always email me at annie at wholeassistant.com if you have any questions. But in the meantime, be intentional, be whole. That is all for now. If you're an assistant or administrative professional, I'd like to invite you to join me inside the Whole Assistant membership. In this membership, we'll be unpacking and implementing the concepts I discuss on this podcast with monthly lessons and weekly group coaching. If you want to create sustainable strategies that will help you level up while remaining free from overwhelm and burnout and learn what it looks like to own your role, use your voice and stand in your power, this membership is for you. Go to wholeassistant.com slash membership to learn more and get started.